Venture Pilgrims. We are back at it in the U.S. of A and can't wait to serve up this week's dose to y'all. First, we have Lines, which raised a $4 million seed round led by Elad Gill with participation from top names like Balaji and Naval. Talk about some notable one-namers, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they're looking to allow Web3 users to confidently and safely transact online in the face of ever-present crypto scams these days. Yes, indeed. And then you'll hear about Moving Analytics, which just raised a $20 million Series A, co-led by Wellington Ventures and C Ventures, to scale its cardiovascular telehealth programs in underserved communities. And then, hey, Sam, does something smell fishy? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Stick with us to hear about Aquabyte, hot off of its $25 million Series B, led by SoftBank Ventures Asia, and hear about the company's plans to meet spiking worldwide demand with sustainable fish farming, utilizing its innovative machine learning software. And lastly, we'll talk about Whatnot, a live shopping platform for collectibles, which just announced a $260 million Series D co-led by DST Global and Capital G to continue the massive growth of what was surprisingly to us the U.S.'s largest independent shopping platform. An exciting mix of stories for our 25th dose. Let's get right into it. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. All right. First company of the day is Lines, which recently raised a $4 million seed round led by Elad Gill. If you don't know Elad, uh, he's a prolific investor. He's a former VP at Twitter who led the company at that position from 90 employees to 1,500. And he was also formerly uh, at Google, starting up their mobile team. So he's got, uh, yeah, okay experience. (laughs) Um, the round was also filled out by a lot of other prominent angels. Um, most of the companies we cover on the pill are invested in by companies, by actual firms. But this round being a seed of a small seed round was largely comprised of individuals. A lot of them prominent like Balaji and Naval. So very cool to see such, uh, great investors there, especially within the web three space. To, to tell you a little bit more about what Lines is, it's a new crypto messaging platform which is looking to address the problem of verifying pseudonymous identities online. Right. And as you mentioned, I mean, some quite a remarkable list of angel investors, uh, which is a great signal, especially for a company only raising a seed round. So according to Sahil Honda, the founder of Lines, The problem is that whenever someone tries to communicate with another person in this network, there's no way of knowing whether or not they are talking to the right person. And you may be sitting at home thinking, who cares? Well, I'll tell you who cares. One of the main criticisms of Web3 is that users are not well protected from scams 
and hacks. And Sam and I have mentioned in the past, you know, the Nigerian prince mail uh, email scam (laughs) and how that still takes in hundreds of thousands of dollars from Americans every year. So you can imagine how in Web3, which is still very much an up and coming and not nearly as tightly regulated industry as others, how easy it is for someone to get scammed into losing a lot of money. Uh, that's right. Uh, it's certainly the wild west out there. It's it's the early innings of of Web3. And I think this is one of the main criticisms, as you said, the main barriers of, for mass adoption. And so with that, it's a big problem to be solved. And somebody that can solve it well, maybe lines is on the way to doing that, it could be very lucrative. So what is their solution? They're building an app that lets you send messages from wallet to wallet and join group chats based on the tokens that you own. So as Honda puts it in another quote, as a user navigates different DAO apps and NFT platforms, their lines inbox will follow them around in the browser, enabling them to start conversations with users who hold the same tokens as them and who are members of the same communities. And so Lines is really taking a unique approach as opposed to some other options out there. You wanted to tell us a little bit more about kind of the competitive landscape. Right. So it's, it's worth noting that there are certainly some com- competitors already out there. And whether that be existing giants in the space, such as Discord, or some other up-and-coming startup projects that are working on some kind of Web3 native messaging platform, I think what differentiates Lines is that it's actually embedded in the browser and the lines in the lines inbox follows you as you go to these specific NFT projects and platforms as well as DAO apps. So it's an extra layer of security, which again, as we've mentioned, is very paramount in the wild west of Web3 right now to be able to allow people to be certain that they're talking to people who actually share the same interests as them and aren't going to easily be able to have them click a couple links and all of a sudden their NFT is gone. Right. It's a big problem. Uh, I think there are a lot of folks that realize it's a big problem. And I think Lines is certainly taking the right step in the right direction. And with this funding, I imagine they're going to fully build out the platform, get it, get it in users' hands and see how it works, what works, what doesn't. And if it truly solves the problem, if they're really able to provide a seamless experience of letting people connect and transact without uh, having them get scammed and things like that. I think there's a big opportunity there, hence the big names and investors behind the project. All right, moving on to our second story of the day, we are going to discuss Moving Analytics, which just raised a $20 million Series A to scale its cardiovascular telehealth program, specifically in underserved communities. So the round was co-led by Wellington Access Ventures and C Ventures, with additional participation from City Ventures, Philips Ventures, and others. According to its website, Moving Analytics's mission is to conquer cardiovascular disease as the leading cause of death by making aftercare more accessible and empowering more people to lead healthy lifestyles. So to set the scene here, nationwide, less than 20% of eligible patients enroll in aftercare with participation from women as well as people of color being in the single-digit percentages. To quote Harsh Vathsangam, the co-founder and CEO of Moving Analytics, 
There is a huge gap in care after a heart attack or heart surgery, which leads to an increase in mortality and lower quality of life. Yeah, this is a problem I did not really know existed, and it seems like a big one at that. And so how Moving Analytics is addressing this is they're partnering with health plans, cardiology offices, and rehab facilities to expand access to secondary prevention, improve patient outcomes, and minimize costs associated with this process. The company's virtual cardiac rehab program is based on over 30 years of clinical research and supports patients with the tools and support that they need to recover and avoid readmission. So there's key benefits for patients uh, with moving analytics system. There's lower rehab costs by a substantial amount. The program is often fully covered by insurance at the fifth of a cost of delivery typically, and usually provides on average $4,500 in patient savings. Now there's also fewer visits. Think about uh, the program requiring few to zero in-person visits, and that leads to better convenience for patients. Um, For folks heading home that can just rely on a digital solution from the comfort of their home and no need to commute to an office or hospital. Right. And I think that this highlights some of the key benefits we've seen from this general move to telehealth and digital platforms in that they are able to keep costs lower and also the convenience factor, right? You're able to do it from the comfort of your own house as opposed to needing to take time within a work day to travel somewhere else to get the care you need. So now let's get into some of the early results that we're seeing here with moving analytics. And those are that the program has seen 40% lower readmission rates compared to those who receive no care. Furthermore, there's a 50% reduction in hypertension. And on top of that, there is a 70% reduction in depression. So some really significant some really significant noteworthy results already just from moving analytics program. Holy cow. That's crazy. I, you know, you don't think about depression as being, you know, one of the main issues associated with the time spent after having a a heart condition at home. Uh, So that, that to me was, was illuminating and not to mention the hypertension and the reduction in readmission rates. Those stats are Fantastic. I love a good, I know we love a good stat. (laughs) We love our stats here and we also love a good mission-based startup. So moving analytics helps kind of check both of those boxes. And with this round, the funding is to be used to accelerate hiring to meet the growing demand for this platform, as well as expand the provider network to be able to serve patients in all 50 states across the country, and also to scale its program to better support and manage the unique needs of women and multicultural populations in preventing cardiovascular disease. Very cool. Very cool. I hadn't realized, I don't think you and I had realized that there was such a disparity in how these folks are being supported compared uh, men to women, compared white to other races. Um, I think it's great that Moving Analytics has that focus and that mission. Agreed. And I love the funding being used for that educational component. You and I are constantly talking about education and how these digital platforms take it to the next level. And to be able to tailor specific education to the unique needs of women and people of color and being able to prevent and also live with cardiovascular disease um, is also an awesome part of the mission at Moving Analytics. 
All right. For our third story today, we're going to talk about Aquabyte, which just raised a $25 million Series B to help meet world demand for sustainable fish farming. So the round was led by SoftBank Ventures Asia, joined by some strategic partners in the Nature Conservancy and Westerly Winds. So Aquabyte, how it works is it uses computer vision and AI to give fish farms unprecedented insight into the health, growth, and sustainability of their fish. So more specifically, they sell machine learning technology related to automatic lice detection, which Sam and I have learned is a big problem in terms of fish farming, as well as biomass estimation and fish health detection. And all of this comes on the heels of the fact that global overfishing has caused freshwater and ocean fish populations to plummet to unsustainably low levels. Yeah, I don't think that is a surprise to most, that that we know that certainly over the last several decades, maybe a couple of centuries, that overfishing has been a big issue, um, something that's really hard to come back from. Um, What's lesser known is definitely that there are sea lice that are actually (laughs) rampant amongst our fish. I, I had no idea, so it's good to hear that Aquabite is addressing that, um, and we have lots to learn about the details of the issues going on with fishing and fish farms. But a little bit more background stats on the issue. By 2050, it's estimated that there will be a 50% protein gap worldwide, and it happens that farmed fish is the most sustainable and efficient protein source to help fill that very gap. With that being said, fish farming is the fastest growing sector of food production in the world. Uh, it accounts for over half of fish consumed today and over $250 billion of annual production worldwide. So massive investment in this space is certainly met uh, with massive tailwinds as well. So enter Aquabite, empowering fish farmers with new data-driven decision-making tools to unleash the full potential of their farms and reduce costs, ultimately improving revenue and contributing to uh, much of the world's food problems, specifically with regard to protein. Right. Love the data-driven solution that that Aquabyte is driving at here. And to list some of its early accomplishments, Aquabyte has already deployed hundreds of systems monitoring salmon and trout farms, It's also established offices in the USA, Norway, and Chile. It's processed over 300 million unique fish images, delivering lice counts, as well as growth and weight metrics, and other key indicators of fish health, all of course without harming the fish. And it is the first company to receive approval for automatic sea lice counting by the Norwegian Food Safety Authorities, which everyone knows they drive a hard bargain. Oh, yeah. And that is a great authority to have on your side. Everyone knows how tough the NFSA is, and that's <laughs> that's amazing. Um, really cool company. This is, uh, I'd say, one of the most unique companies we'd, we've covered on the pill thus far, Aquabyte, addressing a big issue in a unique way. Uh, we'll be excited to see them continue to grow and give us some yummy fish without lice. Exactly. I I like my sushi lice-free, ideally. Alrighty, to wrap us up for today, our fourth and final company is Whatnot. 
which recently announced a $260 million Series D, co-led by DST Global and Capital G, which is Alphabet or Google's uh, venture capital arm, uh, which we've covered in the past, I believe, um, maybe a couple of times. Uh, But Whatnot is the largest independent shopping platform in the United States, which is crazy. I I knew I had heard about it. I think maybe we had looked into it uh, previously to cover on the pill, or maybe we had just come across it because it is so big now. Uh, but that was news to me. And basically what Whatnot does is it provides a live shopping experience for many collectible categories. Think sneakers, memorabilia, collectible toys, things like that. Um, and this massive round actually brings their valuation from $1.5 billion in their Series C in September of last year, all the way up to $3.7 billion, a 2.5x increase. Pretty incredible. Right. And it goes against the grain of a lot of the valuations we've been seeing in the venture capital landscape lately. We're seeing a lot of down rounds. We're seeing a lot of reduced valuations. So to see whatnot, 2.5x its valuation is really remarkable at this stage in the economy. Um, and, And for good reason. Andreessen Horowitz, among several other existing investors, participated in this round as well. And it seems that the spiked valuation is for good reason. As last year, they grew sales by 20x year over year, um, which is some really truly remarkable and incredible growth. And with this funding, they plan to continue the growth trend by expanding into new shopping categories like stamps. Can you believe it? Stamps, (laughs) as well as action figures. Don't lie, Brandon. Come on. We all know you love collecting stamps. I have stamps in mint condition but some of these collectibles are going to have people running through their attics to see what they can muster up from from their old you know from their childhoods um really incredible to see some of these collectibles finding you know having a renaissance of sorts finding a new marketplace on platforms such as whatnot and i know you've got a whole shelf full of action figures actually (laughs) so many (laughs) countless None that I'm willing to sell, though. Um, yeah, truly, truly a remarkable platform. I mean, you think about some of the marketplaces that the U.S. has, I guess, created, like eBay, where traditionally this is where most of the transaction value volume has taken place with many collectibles. Uh, but eBay is such a broad marketplace. It's not built with communities like whatnot is it doesn't have the live shopping experience with even social media aspects as we hear from Layla Sturdy uh, capital G's board uh, I guess board representative joining the board of whatnot uh, she's really bullish on their trajectory after what they've shown in the last year and and I want to share this quote she said their unique approach to social commerce combines social media like engagement with best-in-class commercialization, creating a powerful combination for buyers and sellers. In the 10 months since they co-led the Series C, Whatnot has successfully launched and scaled dozens of new categories, proving out the horizontal power of the platform. So they're building something truly unique here with kind of this community aspect, different from your traditional online shopping marketplace. Uh, So it's pretty cool to see. Right. It it feels like the natural evolution of a platform like eBay, where they offer the community component as well as the live shopping experience to just kind of take the overall 
experience when you're trying to find a collectible that speaks to you and you'd like to invest in. And I think the, the, the valuation, you know, again, shows that there's a lot of interest and traction already being taken by whatnot. Right. I mean, it would be one thing if they were a one trick pony or a one collectible pony. But uh, what we've seen is that they've been able to repeat the model, expand horizontally, which is kind of a cool term that I like that Layla used proving basically that there's room for growth, not only vertically within each category, continuing to build those communities, but also within adjacent categories. And think about anybody that you know who loves to collect things. People are obsessed with what they're obsessed with. And when they connect, can connect with other people like them online, beautiful things happen. Um, it was interesting to note, quickly, I want to just mention that even folks are going on the platform to just participate in these discussions and community aspects without purchasing stuff. So I kind of think it's like that social media aspect. Right. And it goes hand in hand with this resurgence of trading cards, for instance, like I think it's Jake Paul who has a Charizard Pokemon card that he wears before a boxing match that's worth $3 million. And I feel like just over the past few months, maybe a couple of years, we've seen a resurgence in this um, tangible trading card industry, whether that's Pokemon cards, basketball cards, rookie cards. And it's also starting to spill over into the digital industry as we talk about Top Shot and the evolution of trading cards. But, you know, it feels very appropriately timed and valued, honestly, for for what the what the platform does. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably COVID pandemic induced with people just like having all this time on their hands. But what you said kind of sparked something in my mind. I do wonder if they're like staying in their lane with physical items or if they're considering getting into digital items as well. Uh, it's probably out of their kind of area of expertise, but it could be an opportunity. I, we'll be curious to see what they do, if they do anything in that realm. Um, but big opportunity. It'll be it'll be interesting to see just how horizontal they can get with this product line that they offer. And I imagine over time it'll, you know, continue to expand like all marketplaces tend to, at least the successful ones. Yeah. Well, I think that's all she wrote for uh, the 25th dose. We're a quarter of our way to the big hundo. Uh, I think we're only picking up steam from here. So uh, continue to look out uh, for more fire. Yeah, excited to get back on the ball. The Venture Pill can now legally rent a car in the United States. So that's very <laughs> exciting. Great, great milestone to finally achieve. Signing off. Signing off. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. And this is Venture Pill. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. Signing off. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibes a little low key, okie dokie. That's all right, but.